3: True Detective Night Country episode 5 is over, but here on Post Show Recaps, we are just getting started with the deep dive. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. I'm here with Jess Sterling. Jess, how you doing?
4: Grace, I'm so committed to this podcast and the theme surrounding it that I fell through some ice and caught a cold. Just Uh for this podcast
3: uh oh yeah <laughs> um, while you're down there could you fudge the pollution numbers
4: I'd love to okay, I, think I love more than like while lying about global climate
3: change pretty cool pretty great <laughs> Uh, all right, Jess. Well, welcome back. Thank you for uh, being here this week, even though, yes, as folks probably can hear, sounds like yeah. you have a bit of a cold, uh, a rough week, but you're you're here, you're back. Marissa and I held down the Salal Research Station, trying to do our best detective work mm-hmm. last week. Uh, that was a great combo with Marissa, but that means we haven't heard your thoughts on either episode four or episode five yet, so I, I shall give the floor to you.
4: Yeah, episode four was a rough one for me, and I still haven't necessarily figured out my feelings on the the julie situation um uh, navarro's sister i i don't know i don't know that killing her off was like the right move for the show and i think that's where i struggle the most with that episode is like why was this the choice you know what i mean like i feel like navarro had a ton of other motivations behind her actions that she didn't need further motivation of her sister dying to to help with that um so that that episode was a really rough one for me personally to like watch and go through um but th- i felt like this episode i mean i mean obviously we're on a penultimate episode right so we're gonna get a lot of action we're gonna get a, a lot of stuff leading to the finale and this episode didn't disappoint. I felt like we got enough reveals of information, sometimes a little clunky in the execution, um, but we got enough reveals of the information that we're going to need going into the finale that I was pretty pleased with the overall episode. Um, I feel like a lot of what we've been theorizing about, specifically Hank's involvement in Annie case, murder and everything, this kind of confirms a lot of I think our suspicions where bad we were like bad dude, good
3: singer is the yeah, that's
4: exactly right. <laughs> uh, we didn't necessarily uh-huh. think he was involved in her murder, but certainly in the cover up, right? So yeah. glad to get confirmation of that. Um, and I was happy to also see that Liz, while again you you want to root for her, right? Like you want her to work with Navarro to solve the cases and everything. Mm -hmm. She also continues to still be an a-hole that still upsets you. And I, I love that about the show that we're getting complicated characters who make a lot of mistakes.
3: She drove Um, drunk last week. Uh, uh, Terrible,
4: terrible, especially when we've speculated that her um, husband and son were killed in a car accident. Could be also due to a drunk driver. I know, like, I don't know how much you and Dr. Amanda have talked about this, but certainly it is, like, a well-known thing in places that are, uh, you know, have experienced this darkness for long stretches of time. It can lead to, like, substance abuse problems in those towns. You know, alcohol abuse, drug abuse. We see it this episode with – um with uh, I forget his name already. Otis. Otis, thank you. Um, And so, yeah, like, I definitely – that, I, I think anytime I see a character driving drunk, it immediately makes me so angry. Like, I immediately am so angry with that character because there's so many other ways. You know, like, there's so many other ways to get around. Stop. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I love that we're continually getting both good things and bad things about these characters because people are complicated especially when they've been through trauma especially when they're police officers <laughs> especially yeah. when they're navarro who is a woman of color as a trooper it, it, like trying to go and wearing the the you know the trooper gear the armor gear uh to this protest right they're they're very mm-hmm. complicated characters so i definitely yeah. i really liked this episode i thought it moved the needle enough you know i think you and a man dr amanda have talked about the pacing Um, and I do think that the pacing of the show has been pretty good considering we have six episodes. I've never really, there was one episode where I was like, maybe this is a little bit of a down beat, but for the most part, I feel like we've been on track to hit that finale for episode six.
3: Yeah. I think for me, the, the thing about the pacing is that you can tell that there's a lot they're trying to put into the show. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. you go, you go from like Navarro, uh, with, verse to then suddenly she's at the protest right which like yes yeah. it's her job but there's like i think just like it feels like all of it's happening really quick um even though this week they they put a time jump in we, we go forward about a week um yep. it's you know i feel like that works and also seems the pacing i think for me for sure it's like i think it's just been clunkier than if like i think it would be if they had maybe one or two two more episodes but overall i, I think dr Man and I were like at the end I, you know interestingly the show has had a little bit of uh uh, territory that Dr. Man and I are familiar with, specifically with the curse, where there is a high critic rating and a low audience score, um, yeah. or lower. I think I saw Rotten Tomatoes. It's about a 90% critic rating and a 60% uh, audience score, which isn't 60 is an awful. I think Metacritic's a little bit lower than than that. Uh, you and I were talking about before because we're going on the Reddit. Like the Reddit does feel like overwhelmingly sort of negative in a way that that's not how I'm feeling about the the, no. the show. Um, and I can acknowledge the plot holes in the show the, th- the the things that i think are plot holes currently obviously only watch five out of the six episodes Well, also acknowledging that I think like what they're talking about is important so one thing I just want to actually first I'm just going to uh, say make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the the, the coverage uh, Mike Bloom and Latino will be together for um, uh, the versus pod uh, this week and for next week's finale uh, Dr. Manon will be live after the episode on YouTube so you can come and join us and uh, chat along with us in the comment section and then that podcast will go live uh, as soon as we're done late Sunday night uh, you and I just will get back together in there'll be a final versus pod so make sure you're subscribed postrecaps.com slash true detective if you want to watch us live uh you can watch any of the videos on youtube some of them live some of them uh delayed on uh youtube.com slash post show recaps so the thing i think that's like so important about like what i'm what i love about this show and why i think it's is that i think it's um these are stories that are not often told. This is what we were talking about with, you know, um, as well as Star LeBlanc. Um uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the on the interview we did. So like one of the things you were talking about, like like I'm not sure whether they should have killed Julia off. I I do actually think like suicide rates among indigenous communities are are, high, are like three times you're three times more likely yeah. um to 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 uh die by suicide and so it is a topic that's important my i think like a lot of the feedback that i saw and then i agreed with was more so that like if you are going to have a character who does that and this is is a story about Navarro you do i think you need to give more to that character so that their character isn't defined solely Definitely. by mental so so that's the piece that i think is more cuz i i you know i, I think there's almost like nothing that's off limits in terms of uh what i would watch um it just it's it's how it's portrayed is it uh is it a fair portrayal is it uh you know is it useful what is it telling what is it what, what's the story telling to us and i said this that like yeah. this is a story about how navarro is affected by her sister who's struggling with mental health issues and ultimately decides to take her life that is a situation that many people are in um the thing is is that when that is your like it doesn't matter like who it is if you have a relationship with that person they are more than just that thing at the time where they're suffering or, mm-hmm. you know, it's happening. It might feel like that. Um, but there is so much more. And I, I definitely feel like we never got more from Julia than um, than basically that. And so and then the other piece, though, that I yeah. want to like I'm trying not to just like try to give the show credit, but maybe I am just in, 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 you know, by doing it is that the link to between Julia and Navarro and then the mystery of the show I Wonder how much that affects what they were willing to tell us about Julia. Um, interesting because you know, the more you show Julia, is it the more that you can tell what's going on, you know, in the right? So, they're, they're yeah, to withhold, like the point of a mystery hmm. show is actually to with like if we saw every scene play out, like it's about like in we would be able to solve art, it, sort of thing, we yeah, or, you know, we'd see like Hank. You know, being paid by Kate and what you know, whatever and episode yeah. one. So the point of a mystery show is actually to withhold information, and so I don't, I don't mean to say give that as an excuse to the show, but I wonder if that's the thought process they went. Into.
4: No, but it's- that's fair, and I think I do agree with your first point. Of my major issue wasn't necessarily that they killed her off and they had her take her own life, but more so that was all we ever saw of that character was her mental illness, and that was really rough. Like I just feel like. I wanted more from her if that was what we were going to if that was where her story was going to end. I wanted more from that character. And it was I was I really struggled with that storyline. Um and I, I did like the follow up to it this episode with Navarro, you know, picking up the ashes and uh, just, you know, kind of um, spreading them in the, in the ocean with Rose, right? Like I liked what they did with all of that, having her <laughs> buckled in, in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And especially, I think uh, everything with, with Julia and, uh, and Navarro, I think is bringing, I think is allowing us to see a little bit more of a closeness and a softer side with Liz and Navarro. I think this episode is the most emotionally available we've ever seen Liz, which is something that I think is is really interesting to watch, right? When she gets in the car with Navarro, she asks, like, do you want to talk about it? Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the very end with the scene with Peter and Hank and all of that, right? Like tears in her eyes. That's like, we don't yeah. see that from Liz a lot. And yeah. so I do appreciate it for that aspect. And you're right. Like it is, it is something that needs to be talked about. There needs to be made awareness of all of this, Um, I just really struggle with that storyline in general with the mental illness of it all. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I just, this, this episode, I have to say, I was like on the edge of my seat by the end of the episode and I could not believe like what was actually going on. Right. Like, Pete like we see the guns and everything and I'm like oh my god like a- as soon as Liz takes her holster off and sets it on the counter I'm like oh no oh no no that's not good mm-hmm. like that Chekhov's literally Chekhov's gun something bad is gonna happen um and and yeah I did think I know you and a Dr. have talked about this a little bit it did feel a little clunky to me the meetup between um, Hank and I'm so sorry. I have
3: like cold Kate. brain.
4: What is her name? Kate. Kate. And
3: I saw a lot of uh, that was like the last scene would maybe even work so much better if you don't know that he's tied to to, to Kate, the only really piece of information yeah. we get is it's full confirmation that he's bad, but you would get that by the end of the episode, I think. And why he did it, which is seemingly a promotion to become chief of police, um, is, is seemingly. And I guess what the, he was
4: uh, yeah, and he was paid previously by them, is what she says. Like, yeah, he was paid off to, to move Annie's body. But the biggest question I still have because the things we have confirmed are Hank was involved in moving Annie's body, which means that because Kate is involved, that the the mining company had something to do with Annie's death, right? Where yes. they're trying to cover it up. However, yes. my biggest question is, if Hank moved Annie's body, was he also the one that cut out her tongue? Like, who cut out her tongue and put it at Salal Station? That is uh, still a mystery, you know? I-
3: i i don't think so i i mean it, it, yeah it isn't there's a lot of things that are unanswered and i keep talking about this each week that like i feel like the decision to have basically like two murder investigations like the cases are linked you know i thought was like pretty smart because they didn't they're the the, the, the slow rolling of information and this episode is one where i feel like we actually don't get a ton of new information um i get we learn about like this is what the night country is. This this is what the symbol, the symbol has been explained. That's kind of like off the board in terms, I think like a thing. Um, Yeah. We
4: can finally stop speculating that Kavik stole the stone uh, from Navarro and is secretly a baddie. If, if they, if they make Kavik a baddie, I don't know that I'll forgive them because he's such a sweetheart that I will be devastated.
3: So here, like here's sort of like my list of things that I don't think we fully know. Who mm-hmm. actually killed Annie? Who right. actually ki- and kind of what happened to the Salal men? Those are obviously the right. two biggest ones. Um, we, uh, we, the, you know, the poison water, I i don't really think that's a mystery anymore. I think it's just like a thing that the mind has been doing. Um, I think there's a right. lot of questions about Rose potentially. I think yeah. that, um, what's happening to Navarro, um, if there's any connections to season one. The Nomad Camp and Oliver Tagak. uh, What happened to Danvers' husband and son. um, Raymond uh, Clark, where is he? Where is Raymond Clark and what is actually in the caves? There's a lot of things that they have to do. I think the thing that last week, you know, and it sort of like kind of came into focus for me is that um, there are, I think in the ending of this show, to some degree, so Raymond Clark is obviously out there, and I suspect that with pretty much certainty that like that's where navarro and um and danvers are. that's who they will find in the caves and they will Mm. uncover something that tells them like look at all the bads like here's the evidence here's the proof about what's happening meanwhile you now have peter in a very dangerous situation and rose potentially the two of them together or some combination of someone's bed aka is rose bad um trying to cover up the bodies as like oh no the real threat has been here the whole time and it's actually this person as we're going to try to bury the body right and Mm -hmm. that is sort of like how i foresee it playing out it could be totally wrong i think the thing for me that as last week is we're looking at like okay it could be eddie it could be rose a big theory this week is why was the girl from episode one who only has three fingers the name is blair she's in the scene in the laundromat, um, she like and walks- they
4: and it's like very obvious too because she yeah. walks directly behind like Kovic and that other guy right in the ca- uh, camera frame. And she walks like and- through
3: the camera and then she's like in the back yes. listening as they're talking. Yeah, so, so now we have- she knows
4: yeah. about the cave, and we yeah. know like the the fingerprint situation that there was like someone who was missing fingers and their fingerprints were involved. Yeah, so like. I think there's been eyes on her on the Reddit on the subreddit and everything throughout the season she's, because she's, of that. she
3: shows up in another place too and I can in the previous episode where she's kind of just like around. And also it's, the thing oh, it's in the, that it's in the in-
4: scene where Navarro arrests the guy who was like beating that woman and she right. was at the laundromat then, you know. Okay,
3: right. Um and so the other thing is like in season one, this is kind of where like the character who ends up being like involved in the end is like around at the beginning and then not really in the it's not to the level of like Rose, right. Eddie, you know, who at Pete, it's like, it ends up being like someone a little bit more like, like, Oh, they, they were there the whole time, but not really part of the show. So I think that's where the thing has come. And, and my feeling is like, I do think you need somebody who gets caught up in this that hasn't been caught up in this to this point that we have not mm-hmm. suspected or, or not that we haven't suspected, but like, the show hasn't really given us much evidence to think that like, Oh, for sure. They're involved. like, con- like we talked about Connolly, and I said, like, it c- I guess it could be Connolly who like goes and like shoots Pete or whatever, you know? And he's like, yeah, oh, you were trying to cover right. the body. Now I'm going to, co- I'm going to kill you and cut, you know, but I, but i um, Dr. Amanda's point is like, we already like now know that Connelly is like implicit in all this. So he doesn't feel like the big right. reveal at the end of the show. And so like, who's the next layer of people, which I think, you know, Rose, Eddie, And then Blair, is that basically like the the guy who gives up the trailer, the the guy that Navarro beats up? These are the people I think, you know?
4: Yeah, Yeah. the thing that I'm thinking, though, is like, do we need one person to be like going down for this, right? Because like again we heard liz say Ennis killed Annie and like yeah. more you know more importantly the the mining company probably you know seems to have something to do with that does it matter who the individual is that did it or it obviously it could be more than one person um same thing with the the obviously the the Salal station workers you know it's obvious to us that this was not a natural disaster avalanche that killed them um I still think for what it's worth that like Raymond Clark certainly had something to do with it. If he, if he finds out Solal is fudging the numbers for the mining company to make it look like there's not as much pollution and he's dating Annie, who obviously is very invested in the community and the poisoning of the water, all these stillbirths and everything and on and on. Right. Raymond Clark could easily side with Annie and have had something to do with the murders of the Solal station workers. I guess I just don't, To me, I know we always do this in in murder mysteries, right? Like we always in the who done it scenario, it's all about who actually done it. And there usually is this big twist or this big reveal of it was this person the whole time. Um, but I don't know that in this show, in this season of this show, I guess should should say, that it's as important. Like, yes, it would be cool, but I wouldn't be necessarily disappointed if it wasn't like, aha, it was them. Like, I, I don't know that I would care as much because to me. It's more about the community and this this war between the mining company and the indigenous people. And that's more of what the story is about versus it being about it was this person. This is why they did it. Right. It's it's about Hank and Connolly, And like you said, to, to your point about Connelly, um, I found it fascinating. Right. He finds out, he knows the Wheeler information, which yes. Liz is like, OK, well, he got like Hank. She asked Hank, did you talk to Connelly? Knew by Hank's reaction that he had. And, like, she's a good detective, right? She knows that he must have gotten that from Pete's laptop because Pete's password is his son's birthday, which mm-hmm. is, Come, Pete, you you are a cop? You are, like, a detective or whatever?
3: Come on, man. Your oh, son's birthday? He also has been hacking people's phones a lot in this, and then it's just yeah. like, well, so it's like oh, my password is password. Like, yeah. come
4: on, Pete. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I found it really interesting, and like, I also uh, I really thought this was a bit of a, a a bit of a um a really good episode for Pete as a character because we find out that he's been investigating this whole Wheeler thing behind Liz's back. Yes. Um, and we know he's very loyal to her, and will do basically whatever for her. However, yes. he didn't, he, he never believed what she had to say. And he is a really good investigator. And we, you know, he realizes, oh, like her birthmark is on this side of her face. All the photos in the files were reversed, were mirror imaged yep. to make it look like this man was right-handed, even though he was left-handed. Yeah. Um, But anyway, all, uh, that was a big rambling, rambling diatribe all to say that I really liked this episode for Pete. I thought we got a lot of information about him as a character and who he is especially the scene where he is standing outside his father's house as his yeah. father's playing guitar and he's just listening because we know yeah. from an earlier episode that he's never heard his father play guitar.
3: Yeah. Because his wife told him he was bad. Uh, yeah. Told Hank, told Hank he was bad. The other one, I really like the Leo scene where she's uh, in the, in the holding cell and he comes up and sort of, she reveals that like, you know, the person that Kayla wants you to be is the guy who fell down on the ice to let the guy whose dad had had a stroke score. Um, yeah. Pete thinks like, Oh, is it like this game where I like sort of hat trick? Like, no you idiot it's like the the one where you showed like kindness you know that's the one yeah. i really like that scene a lot i think yeah um be, be, people love pete on the on the uh, basically like the season just be like people who are mean to pete <laughs> it's like the theme of the season yeah. um i i think to the point about who did it i i think i do i do think we need to know who did it although the thing i will say for me somebody who we don't really know could be a stand-in for like the mine. like i think that, yeah. that is more like if the guy if um if the blair girl like she's in episode one and she's the one who has been beat up by her boyfriend right and the and navarro arrests him i'm getting this correct right this is what i believe the- this is or is she the one who reports she's the one who's like talking the to woman with
4: helping. missing fingers yes she i don't think she's the victim
3: i believe so she was just the one at like, the laundromat. Talking. so she's just like to- aren't they isn't this from the crabs isn't this from? isn't this a lady from the crabs oh i'm sorry the, the crab, crab, crab
4: company. company i didn't mean the laundromat yes the crab company yes 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 i don't think she was the victim i think she was just there the one standing up like
3: the one like talking or she's just no because that was an indigenous not even woman that no she's just a random woman from the factory
4: i think so and there's it's just notable that she has missing
3: fingers how do we even know her name okay all right i don't
4: know maybe i'm wrong again i have a cold so i so apologize no 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 no, no, anything wrong
3: no no but the thing is is that's why i don't
4: yes like there she's been around and there's a way you can loop it in that it's her but is it satisfying because she's like barely there any of the time I mean, what is her? What is her motive? Like what? She works with all these indigenous women. Like, what is her motive for any of this?
3: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. To me, uh, Blair having information kind of in the same way that like people ask, like, yeah, last week we're like, ah, Teddy, he took the stone. And then this week, it's like, I figured out what the stone was. (laughs) It's like, he shows up with information. I think that that is for me, to me, preferable. To me like Rose owning the mine or something like that to me like would and not that she's like the person who does all the dirty work but that she but again you need somebody who killed Annie. Like like and and the only reason I'm hung up on it is cuz the show wants me to be hung up on it. Like the whole thing is like who yeah. killed Annie. And again, that can be and like I've said this before, I think it could come out that like it was Anders Lund and he you know, he did it. He's the most like named researcher other than raymond clark obviously yeah i think that like raymond taking the tongue could be like the weird like the man is in trauma and ptsd and is like she will continue to have a voice and she's doing he's doing cults he's looking up cult stuff and it's like he's keeping bones and like you know in his trailer like that's totally surprising to me that he might like have taken her tongue um weird but whatever um Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I again, the only reason I think, like, you have to have somebody who kills Annie and whether or not that person, like, you know, is the guy who gives the trailer information, like, that guy has, has had talking scenes in the show, like, give me that guy, and he's representative of the mine. And so, like, who killed mm-hmm. Annie? Like, the mine workers because... They also, you know, like they also don't want the mine to go out. You know, like yeah. that's who's, the, you know, we've heard that, and and then that in it in itself is like is Ennis because Ennis is the like how many people are uh, right. employed by the mine, right? So I think that like, yeah, but I I think that there has to be one more reveal. It is Ryan
2: here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: I think the big question actually is Raymond Clark's involvement. And I think the thing that we'll find out is whether or not he killed Annie or whether or not he was, he has been like traumatized by Annie's death. I think in the same way, like, cause I keep thinking about like, and I said this uh, with Amanda, like, who are the people who are having You know, hallucinations moments. Mm -hmm. It's people who are subject to trauma. And We talked. Mercer and I talked about this a little bit too. And so you can basically say Julia. You can say Raymond Clark. You can say Danvers to a degree. She she has sort of a flash when she when she hears uh, Otis say like she's awake. Um, uh, I don't know that we can confirm Otis has been having because he's saying like he's been saying she's awake. I he had the incident with the other. like what happened to him, but yeah, right. And then Navarro now. These are the people, all, all as a result of basically death, and to varying degrees of like how they react to that thing. Like Danvers mm. has had this slow, like you know, she's having little flashbacks of her with Holden, and you know, she, you know, she steps on the glass, and she see, but she's it's she's not having the same attraction that like Navarro, and it does seem like. The more that it's happening, Navarro's having the, – the longer it's been, the m- more Navarro's behavior is going to act like Julia's did, right? Like, Navarro right. clearly, like, zones out this episode. Uh Very to funny. To the point though. where like, she
4: almost, like, like, dies. Get back here! And it's like, they're, like, seven feet apart. <laughs> yeah, Three with apart the
3: apart. ice. But it's fine. I mean, I'm sure the ice is very dangerous and don't mess around with ice. So it's like, yeah, I'm sure Rose is right, but – yeah, so yeah, Navarro well having these these flashes, these moments, which I think is very bad to get for her to be Danvers' makeup in the in the mind, the person who's oh, been
4: like, so very bad, incredible. very yeah. very bad. Yeah, I think the thing with the Rose, right? Um, such an interesting character that I I do agree we need a little bit more about if she's if she's not the baddie, even if she is the baddie, like why? Well, you know what what is the motive there? Um. But I think we're definitely going to get that because of Navarro saying to Pete, like, bring the bodies to Rose. Like, obviously Navarro trusts Rose, uh, and I I do tend to uh, trust in Navarro's instincts there. So I don't know that we're going to get a heel turn from Rose, but if maybe she is just there as, like, this, like, spiritual guide, you know, to Navarro in, in a lot of ways. Um, but I definitely want to know a bit more about, like her motives like why is she here like why move out to a remote part of alaska what what is the angle well, there
3: well she says but it's whether or not we believe her right She she says last right. week that it's because she felt like she was just making noise for the sake of making noise that she was tired of just like you know being in the cycle it's whether or not you believe her when her name isn't actually rose Aganin, Jess.
4: yeah it's just all a little all a little suspicious um but i don't i don't know like i don't know that there's enough there that's the thing i think the trickiest part is with only six episodes i feel like you're naturally gonna be inclined to think is there enough there there for any of these people to be the baddie you know like obviously hank we've all been a little suspicious of we, we always knew he was an a-hole um but now obviously this episode we knew he helped cover up the annie k situation and he's working with Connolly, who i still have my eye on Connolly as someone who could ultimately be more involved than we think he is right like he he full-on is just like shut up liz it was a natural disaster like obviously it was an avalanche and what about wheeler what about the wheeler case do we think Um, the wheeler case do we think we're ever going to get Confirmation on whether or not it was Navarro or Danvers. Who yeah, I was triggered.
3: pretty surprised that we never found out between the two of them who 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 it was. um Maybe, that it, was, maybe they're trying to tell us it doesn't matter. They could. That certainly could. Um, the thing that I, you know, I go back to what do we need to sort of get out of the finale? Because so the other piece, like who killed Annie, but I think the other piece that's like. If what we got in this episode is supposed to be like the reveal of like why Annie died, which is basically like she was she was gonna figure out that the the numbers are bogus, right. I guess that that's fine. I, I guess that like I don't mean that's fine that you, but I mean I guess that that's like that is the explanation. Is there anything else? People have been but killed I feel like- for less. Yeah, but I feel like like what's in the cave is the piece to me. And Dr. Amanda had this really interesting thing about the theme of the season that even if she wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen she was more sure after this week's episodes about what the show might want to try to be telling us and really Mm -hmm. um seeing and and being blind to things or or not choosing not to see or having one eye closed like the bear the polar bear does these are some of the things that dr amanda was leading into and so when i go there i don't feel like i feel like navarro is choosing not to see the risk that maybe she's putting herself in like into in these moments whereas i think danvers is more likely to turn, you know turn an eye and close an eye to um like how corrupt the system might right actually is yeah
4: and they both have reasons for that right like navarro is a woman of color who lives in ennis and is like is an indigenous person and uh has all of these reasons for wanting to get the The truth for not wanting to give up on the Annie Kay case, for wanting to get justice for these women. Um, and Danvers is obviously very, um, you know, she's, she has her prejudices and she's a white woman. Like she, this doesn't affect her as much. And yes, she has a stepdaughter who is an indigenous, indigenous woman who she's certainly not handling, you know, Oh, just put her in jail. That are, that'll teach her. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but I I do think there's I I also think there's something to Navarro um putting herself in very dangerous positions because she doesn't value her own life at this point. Um and I'm not saying like she doesn't care whether she lives or dies, but I think that if I think she could see a world where it's worth it to to discover the truth at her own peril, you know. I think she's especially now that her sister's gone, right? She has things to live for. But I think that she views the world very differently than Liz does. Liz is very self-interested, self-motivated. A lot of the time she's always looking out for herself. And I think Navarro often puts herself in, puts herself in situations where she's putting herself at risk and her her job at risk, her life at risk, right? Like her beating on another cop that is like going after Leah is like a big statement to make in front of a bunch of protest protesters. You know, she's, she's putting herself in danger because we hear from Liz that, Oh, I got a ton of calls about you beating up that other trooper. I just think Navarro and Liz have very different ideas of what their life is worth. Um, Mm -hmm. and that Navarro is playing a little fast and loose with her own life a lot of the time. Um, and I did appreciate the little scene that we got. It was a very quiet, small scene, but, When she when she goes into Takovic's apartment and just like crawls into bed with him like I really liked that moment I feel like their relationship feels very pure to me in a way of like just love that's what it is it's just love and it's they're gonna be there for each other and I I think that grounds the character of Navarro in a way that like the Julia stuff also did but now Julia is now gone from the show and we don't have that anymore.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think that if it's Kavik, I think we like if he's bad next week, I think we've like leaned too hard into trying to trick us because I would agree that this relationship is very sweet. Um, so I'm out on Kavik being bad. I will say I'm I'm fully in on Rose being bad. I'm fully out on Kavik being bad. Mm-hmm. The thing I really worry about for next week is so there's this very nice scene. It's it's haunting and sad and whatever. But Kavik is like, please come back. Like, you're going to the caves. Please come back. She's like, I will. I will. She's like, no, no. You have to come back. The song that played at the end of the episode is one of my all-time favorite songs. We sang it at camp all the time. This is "Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. Mm -hmm. If you look at the lyrics of that song, which is about somebody going away in the morning and you're you, you know you're staying up and, and and sort of like keeping the moments together because you know in the morning the the person has to to go away uh yeah. tomorrow comes to take me away let's fight the break of dawn hope it never comes this is not good <laughs> for not i think, a good I, omen, I think I not good for navarro there's part yeah. of me that really hopes this isn't like the navarro tragedy i think if i'm looking at like i, I think amanda said this like i'm pretty worried for like somebody dying in the finale certainly i think there's
4: no question that we're gonna get a death in the finale and i I would be devastated if it's Navarro. I feel like, Wait. gosh, we're killing off a lot of indigenous women on this show. Wait, um, what's, what's that?
3: Death draft? Oh, what's that? Do I hear that. Is it death draft <laughs> music? Oh, that's wow. They, hopefully, someone puts that music in post. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully,
4: I, being one of the I two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow.
3: Um,
4: no, I think it's. I think it's just inevitable that we get a death in the finale because. So many people are in danger. Like, so many people are in such precarious positions right now, let alone Liz and Navarro, who are going into these caves, these, like, spooky, spooky caves that we don't know what's going on there. But on top of that, obviously, uh, Clark is still missing. Uh, Peter just shot and killed his own father and is now going to attempt to cover it up. Also, can I just say... One of the clunkiest lines of this (laughs) season was Uh the Navarro saying, "Like clean it up good, clean it up good."
3: Like what? Why?
4: Why? Why?
3: To clean up the two bodies. Yeah.
4: I know there's two full, but you just going to leave this kid here alone with his dead dad.
3: I think it's clunkier to be like, I know it's the coldest time of the year, but uh, you stay in this uninsulated shack in the back so that you can be here when your that father. Was, feels noticed. Yeah.
4: That was so messy too. That was so messy. Like just stay out back. Cause he gets in the shack. I'm thinking well, it's like an in-law apartment, Grace. No. He walks in, there's not even a bed and he can see his own see breath when breath he breathes. Bad, Come on, bad,
3: bad. Um, well, if it's a mess, that's good. You know who's there? Pete Pryor. Clean it up. Clean it up good, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are we death drafting? I don't know if any – I uh, apologize if uh, Tanya and Mike have been death drafting. but we I might like as we well death draft I think we display. have to if we're deep diving. So I'm going to let you go first. Uh, um, okay. I, the thing is – I just want to talk it through. For, I mean I'm going to give away yeah. my thing here. But I'm more worried for Navarro than I am Danvers. But I also think – so if I'm like fully just like – watching the show i'm like way more worried for navarro except she's had and then if i'm like meta it's like this yeah, is what the yeah. show wants me to think because she's had death in the family. She's the one having like, like, right. she's blacking out. Um, a few, you know, but also Danvers has had death in the, you know, I don't really want either of them to die. And yeah. Jodie Foster's talked about this being Navarro's story, so it feels like is that how you're going to end like with Navarro dying? Like, I don't think so, but yeah, we shall see. Uh, uh, alas, I'll give you the the first pick. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll going to maybe each, shock some
4: people and just say that neither one of them is my first pick. Okay, <laughs> I think they both might make it out alive. Um, and I think the person who is like ultimately in a lot of danger right now is actually Pete Pryor. Um, do I think he's going to die? I don't know, but I think he's in the worst position possibly of everyone, especially if what you are theorizing is true. And Rose is a baddie, uh, him going to Rose with two dead bodies probably isn't great. Uh, so I will, I will pick Pete Pryor as my number one. And I, I listen, I love me some Pete Pryor. Um, he could die.
3: The only thing there is I think like his dad just died. And then I do think you need like some resolution with him and Kayla that you really don't get if she like if you, you know, it's like, but I guess the theme is like, don't let your work. I know a lot of people have been complaining about this thing that Kayla's like, oh my god like how often do you have like eight murders in a week and like yeah of course he's gonna work overtime but i think for me this is like i think what they're trying to tell us is like this is the straw that broke the camel's back like this is oh, like- this has
4: been going on for a long time like danvers yeah. has always had pete on a very short leash yeah so there's no way that this is like the only time that he's like not come home to go to sleep or yeah. been overworking himself definitely yeah i yeah.
3: agree with that. All right, you're taking Pete. I think I'm going to take Rose. I think that if she comes out as the big bad, like I suspect, then she will die because of it. So I'll pick, pick yeah. Rose. My secondary pick, I was debating between, and I'll just say, I was debating between Connolly, or I think the flip side to being like, uh oh, Navarro's in a lot of danger is like, uh oh, Eddie does something that he wasn't supposed <gasps> to do and ends up somewhere and Eddie dies. Like that's takes- no. But I will go with Connolly <laughs> because I think that Connolly is more likely to, like, it's hard for me to think that Eddie isn't doing anything other than like, cleaning dogs at the restaurant or hanging out at his house, brushing his teeth with SpongeBob toothpaste in the finale. So I think I'll go with Connolly, who I think is more likely to like go and end up in the crossfires, you know? No.
4: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Good picks because I would have picked either one of them had they been available to me. All right. Well, Um, you get two
3: picks back to back here and then I'll take one more to round it out.
4: I do. Let me talk through my thoughts here because uh, this is my last chance to pick some people. Um, Raymond Clark is high up on my list just because – I think, like, we could get a a shootout sort of situation where it turns out he was, like, innocent, but he dies anyway. Yep. Um. So I think my first pick, I'm locking in Raymond Clark because that yeah. feels like a, an easy one to pick. And I think I kind of want to shoot my shot between Danvers and Navarro for my Ooh, last pick fun. because – it's it's brutal but like we the show is dark right like we're in fucking night country like it's <laughs> dark okay like it could happen sorry for cool. the f-bomb i'm this sick is cold um, yeah
3: jess yeah coming out. <laughs> it's weird that you have a cold because you're coming in hot, yeah. <laughs> it's so hot.
4: Um, um i think ultimately i'm gonna choose i'm gonna choose danvers mostly because yeah. i really want navarro to survive so um i will pick danvers here possibly she'll die who knows but uh, listen gotta shoot my gotta shoot my shot shot yeah shoot
3: my shot well hopefully that shot doesn't land on navarro i guess for Mm -hmm. you you hope it doesn't but for me i hope it does because i'm gonna take Navarro with my last pick i think there's some other you know there's like this girl blair i think that you could take uh i mean i don't think Leah will die but certainly that would be horrifying
4: right kayla dying i think those people would be sad what about
3: uh
4: Are we suspicious at all of Kayla's grandma who goes to a dentist in another town? (laughs) On New Year's Eve. What a time. What a time to be like, you know what? It's New Year's Eve, but I have this toothache that's really been bugging me.
3: So the other theory that's going around that I don't think I buy, but people have suggested it, is that like it's the women of NS who are doing it as like revenge for all the stuff that the mind, cause they're, they're like the caretakers and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that I, 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 I'm not indigenous. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but to me that doesn't feel like that's, uh, I don't know that that feels like great. And, uh, like, that's just mm-hmm. my first instinct on that reaction of like, it turns out all the indigenous women did it. It's like, I mean, I you could you could there's yeah. a way to spin it to be like, oh, it's it's like revenge. But I I don't know I I don't know I don't think that that I I that's not where I'm leaning. No, um, I would agree with you. I don't know yeah. that
4: that would be a great overall story for the show when we're focusing a lot on wrongs that are done to the indigenous people here. I don't know that that would be super satisfying.
3: Yeah. So. We and and that's the other piece. Like I think talking about like you know we talked to to the stars of the show. Like we're talking about like there are these themes in here that are not represented. This is like colonialism. This is like uh you know racism. Like th- this is the yeah. story of Annie being killed. That like these these white people who are in the community like don't care. Um and so and you know the mine um owned by by you know white person uh, uh um connelly running as the mayor uh, as a white person and so i'm trying to think like within the themes of that show what are some of the possibilities that Mm. lend itself to that theme um that i you know i i you know with the raymond clark thing it's why i thought it was like oh it's so obviously him that did it because that's we don't you know it's not about that murder it's about how could it have happened i still think that that's that can be true how could it have happened um and obviously somebody decided to do something to the research station people. Mm-hmm. I think as that's the, the revenge here, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, you know, I think that's why they've been very careful to not have like, that's why I don't think Eddie also is, is probably like, I, I just don't know that I see it end up being the story of what, like, I mean, you there is, there is the way which you can interpret some of this stuff as like the things why the reasons why indigenous people have high rates of um, you know there are missing and murdered indigenous women and lots of those missing and murdered indigenous women are murdered by indigenous men but a lot of the stuff that has happened and like it's like generational trauma right of like yeah. um things that were inflicted upon these communities that then lead them you know in canada we have what's called as the 60s scoop where children were taken from their homes and put in residential schools they were not allowed to speak their language they had their hair cut they had to they couldn't speak their their language and they and that creates trauma they're abused Mm -hmm. as children creates trauma that these people grow up and then you know are like then that cycle persists and continues and mm-hmm. it's part of like a big problem of why of the way um that the Canadian government treated these indigenous communities so it's like i guess there is a way in which like that story could come out in the finale i'm just i don't yeah know but i just don't know that really. there's
4: i, I we yeah. still have to look at this as like a television product and i just don't know yeah. that they've had enough breadcrumbs for that to like make sense for us yeah like agreed. especially because we've seen nothing from kovic that suggests that, remotely that he yeah. has a mean bone in his body yeah um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see where the finale goes. Um I've I've really enjoyed. I think there have been a few things that you can nitpick on this season, but I've overall I've really enjoyed it and I think it has I think the story that it's telling is very important. And I do agree like I don't think we'll get answers to like every single question. Most notably, I don't know that we're going to get any confirmation on the supernatural versus real life situation, right? And I kind of am okay with that. Like I don't need it's night country baby like spooky things happen people see things is it mental illness is it spiritual like I don't think we always necessarily need answers to those questions so I won't be devastated if we don't get answers to those questions yeah. um because I think along with mental illness and trauma comes some of the stuff right comes the what's what goes bump in the night what am what am I seeing? Um, so I don't know. I'm really interested to see how they land the plane next week. Um, but I've really enjoyed the ride and I do, I have to shout out like Callie Reese as, as Navarro has been so wonderful to watch. I think she's absolutely incredible holds her own with Jodie Foster, which is like, who the hell can do that? Um, and I think like her character, I, I love when I think you said it. And I know I read in an interview that Jodie Foster was basically like, this is Navarro's story. And I am there to yeah. like help support that. And you're, I'm really feeling that now. And I'm really, really enjoying that. That is the direction that they took the show in because I think Navarro's story is really important to tell and involving, you know, having characters like Leah and Kayla and everybody else involved is also really important. And I'm I'm really, really enjoying what the the act that product that the show is putting out.
3: Yeah, I appreciate everybody who's listening along. One thing, uh, in terms of like doing a feedback show, the one piece of things I often forget is that we put these videos on YouTube. Lots of comments in the YouTube, uh, comments, which often sometimes is not a very fun place to find comments. But our listeners are pretty <laughs> lovely overall. Uh, somebody Love pointed that. out to me that it's not blood in the bathtub; it's it's black pollutants, which I thought is, was a very good call because oh, I was like, yeah, I can yeah, get yeah. blood. They're like, no, no, it's like the the water, the bath water is like it's, yeah. it's bad. Um, I know that. Oh yeah. Uh,
4: the, yeah. the other thing to point out in terms of the the pollution thing and i forgot to bring this up earlier um it feels like danvers is very set on like no these cases are closed like there's nothing else i can do connelly told me to back down and yada yada um until she goes and visits basically yeah. like the grave graveyard or like a shed that's housing these bodies until the thaw the thaw has come and they can bury them yeah. um and just seeing not just the amount of coffins in there but the amount of teeny tiny baby coffins in there it feels like that is what changes her mind and that was such an impactful moment I thought to like actually physically see the result of this pollution in the number of bodies in that shed
3: yeah that's the piece I think in terms of like I'm wondering whether or not there needs to be something in the caves other than Raymond Clark that like does does Danvers need to see it because I think that that's her moment of like uh, it's pretty bad. I we should probably like figure out. We should probably not be deterred by Connolly, mm-hmm. um, uh, doing it. I know. Um, I think user Sabine wonders if Rose is a living person. I forgot to go back, and I want to watch, but. But Navarro does say go find Rose, I believe, yeah. to help uh, bury the body. So uh obviously, but it is interesting that Rose has never interacted with a single individual other than Travis and Navarro. So interesting theories. This is what this is what we yeah. this is what we love from the comment section um mm-hmm. below. So only a few more episodes to keep uh to keep doing that. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the show will be worth an additional deep dive once it's over. we shall see. Yeah. Um yeah, I know Lola was wondering, like, well, we really just like have forgotten that Raymond Clark walks around naked. It's like <laughs> Anyway, Um, all right. Well, I think that that's it for this week. I'm very excited for the finale. Um, We'll be uh, live right after the uh, episode. Dr. Amanda and I recapping it, and then Jess, you and I will get together. for a deep dive on that and then also mike bloom and Latanya, not only this week have their uh versus pod for this week's episode but also they'll have one next week for the finale so make sure you subscribe subscribed recap.com slash true detective and you can watch the videos on youtube.com slash post show recaps in the meantime Jess, what else are you up to where can people find you
4: you can find me on Full Spoiler Recaps with Grace. Not this week, though, because as you can tell by the sound of my voice, I was uh, very ill and could not binge television properly this week. Um, but we'll be back next week. Uh, and beyond that, over on Shit90Shows taught me we're talking Felicity, we're talking Buffy. I just watched an episode of Buffy that truly I was like, this I, did not, I didn't I didn't need to see it. I didn't mm-hmm. need to see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry. I know people say season one is a little clunky, but this episode, it was like combine anamorphs with something else very cheesy and that's what I felt like I watched. <laughs> so uh go check out those things if that's something you're interested in. You could find me wow. at DJ Sterling or at
3: shit90Spod. Um yeah, so obviously, full spoiler gifts, but uh, uh, Errol and I cover movies each week. Um, this week we'll be heading to the Amazon where uh, my mom was with the the researcher who uh, was researching spiders just before she died. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna watch Madam Webb later this week, so a little <laughs> bit of a later release. Apparently, that line got removed from the movie because it got memed so hard, so that's pretty funny that they were just like, they removed it from yeah, the won't movie, don't actually put that in the movie. Yeah, apparently, apparently. hilarious a rumor. Sorry to spoil well, the movie if you're looking forward to that line, but perhaps I've saved you. Uh, some anger, but um, yeah, so Aaron, and i chatting out Madam web later this, this week as it drops early on Valentine's day, a day, a day earlier than that. So I guess How two romantic. Days. Can I tell you, can I just vent, vent just for a second about like, they're like what? this movie releases on Friday, you know, February, whatever. And then it's actually available on Thursday. Um do you know this? That like you can go watch the movie on like Thursday, but it, they advertise as a Friday release. I don't know why they do this. It make any sense.
4: It's, it's not like a midnight thing. Like they do well, with you, like Harry Potter and Hunger Games, right? So it used
3: to be. And then I think the movie, they were like, well, p- you know, people aren't really going to come like Madam Webb at midnight. So we hmm. should put it on at like 630 and now it's just available on Thursdays. But they'll be like, the movie comes out on Friday. That's I, so I really honestly don't get it. Um, and I actually don't want more people to know because I think that like those movie screenings are very quiet because I think a lot of people think like, well, it's out on Friday. I'll go on, I guess I'll go on Friday, you know? But, yeah. You could don't, go let, don't let anybody
4: know grace
3: anyway but this week it's, it's <laughs> out on uh, Wednesday so that people can have a valentine's day and go watch madam web so.
4: is it a romantic movie no I don't think so Oh, I'm just, also you know, Bob Marley you know. One love
3: is out uh, which has love in the title so maybe love. You know, I yeah. it. anyway Aaron I'll be chatting about madam web um, and that's it I'm on social media at hi from grace we'll be back next week with more true detective coverage until then bye bye